It is a Peak of the Week Wednesday edition. Jack Michaels Show coming to you live and direct from our studios at 1020 South 25th Street in Fargo, which right now is gearing up for a tremendous cause that happens on a on a yearly basis where the children's... Uh, I'll tell you what, when we talk about... Our, our stations, and, and a lot of the FMs get there behind that, but the AMs too. And when we talk about uh, helping children, and and uh, and you'll you'll find out more about this uh, tomorrow and uh, the next day on this. But I, I get a little soft spot in the old heart when we're uh, the stations. And Brad, you look out to your right down that hallway, and they are gearing up. Derek, you've been firmly implanted in this in in years, but uh, the stories of 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 infants that that premature and 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 and, and eco units that you can hold in your hand and uh, watching uh, hospitals and do their work. So that's what's coming up. Uh, yeah, this week. Okay, yeah. Soft spot in your heart for kids, anyway. And uh, mm. um, I saw Travis Christopher, who I know is the well, from his work as the PA voice of the force. He right. works for the Sanford Health Foundation, and he's been. He's busy, and uh, and Hillary and the whole crew there. It's oh. uh, two pretty. Uh, I mean, they're busy days, but it's it's for the right cause and such a wonderful cause. Too. Cares for kids. Anything, anything for kids. Yes. Cares for kids. Yeah, you nailed it. Sanford Children's Hospital. So tomorrow, if you if you hear a story or two uh, coming over during the Jack Michael Show, and uh, and we urge you to uh, call a number to throw a you know a digit at them. Uh, that that is why that's uh, it's part of this week. Also, the 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 boat and marine product show is happening at the Fargo Dome this weekend. Brian Shin will be along here in a eh, second half hour to tell Climb you about aboard. Climb aboard the boat. You know what I heard is the boat show is coming. Better climb aboard. You better climb aboard. I, I found out this, and and we got a lot to get to, including uh, Scott Rowland is in, and that's it. Even though he and McGriff will, will be part Fred of the ceremony. Fred McGriff is already there. Yeah. Yeah. Freddie will be a part of that ceremony, and then uh, we'll get into that, um, so on and so forth. But uh, I found out this, Derek, and uh, because you are you, I grew up on land. Uh, Brad Land, probably, uh, Derek, a lot of time on the water, correct? Yeah, I, but I wasn't born on the water. But you were born, on, born land. on land. Okay, yes. you're, so you're a land guy. Yeah. <laughs> but I found out this. I told Joel, I got this earlier, and, and, and uh, that uh, I have friends that, that hunters, and there's a split. Uh, there are my friends that are bow hunters, my friends that were gun hunters, and the bow hunters, not that they felt... You know, different, but they're like, yeah, I don't do the gun. It's it's all about the bow. It's all about the bow. So when it comes to the Boat and Marine Product Show, Derek, I, I've learned this. There are pontoon people. Yeah. And then there are the, the other side. Well, there's boat people and pontoon people. And, of course, even with the boat people, you have, you know, your wakeboard boat type of people, mm-hmm. your speedboat people, and then you have your fishing boat. And what the thing that all three of them can do now compared to, like, when I was growing up is they all can pull people now because the, there's enough uh, horsepower. Oh, you know? so the pontoon is no longer the... P- 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 yeah, no, you, you, there's pontoons out there where they got 250 horse motors on them. Yeah, there you go. Mine's not regulated for that. Not I, your, I got 40. Not your grandpa's pontoon yeah, there. I, yeah, I like yeah. when Derek posts pictures of the pontoon. <laughs> no. I'm like, now that's me. Whatever those pictures are yeah. when you're on the pontoon with the dogs. No, I, I don't go very f- fast, no. <laughs> dogs are just looking at loons. But, and, you know. but why be in a hurry? Yeah. Right, I mean, no. really. There's some buddy, people that are in a hurry, though. There's I know, them. but but why? No, if I went out on uh, with our buddy Chris Coast on the West McDonald, he'd be pulling the kids behind on yeah. tubes and, and speedboat and all that. He's still got kids that age, so. Yeah, you know, that kind of thing. So anyway, uh, Brian Chin will be along second half hour to talk about that. Uh, a number of things. It's Wednesday, obviously. Uh, we're, it's, it's, it's in North Dakota State, UND Basketball Week. It is, uh, you know, the Cobbers are back in action tonight. The divisional championships, uh, the conference championships are this weekend in football on Sunday. You got a lot. We're, we're gearing towards 
coming up. Forcer in action this week. Lots of things going on. Brad, you were. Forcer in Texas. They're in Frisco. They're going yeah, to be. That's right. For the Frosty Cup. The Frosty Cup. Yep. Is there a better name for an event than, <laughs> than a Frosty Cup? So, yeah, they are, uh, I imagine they've left today. Can you dip uh, fries in that Frosty Cup? I don't know. I'm not sure. they got Tri-City. And, uh, yeah, the Frosty Cup down there. It'll be uh, tomorrow and Friday night. And that'll be over on uh, Jack FM. How'd you not uh, secure that gig? Did you just say, no, nah, I'm going to hang back? I they never asked me. So, <laughs> my friend Kendall Grayson from Tri City will uh, he'll do a good job calling. The voice games, of that. So. Well, that's that's outstanding. That's uh, that's good. Uh, Scott Rollins in, and I and I, I thought, and then Fred McGriff, as we know, so we're going to have that in there. Uh, the um, so he's in uh, baseball Hall of Fame. We're talking about, but and, and good for Rollins. I don't know if you guys saw, and I'm going to get a really a soft spot here, but I saw on social. It's the one good part on social media. So I looked and and remember when Tony Oliva made it and and you saw the the image of Tony and it probably brought tears to your eyes. I mean it just long oh, yeah, overdue, sure. right? Long overdue. So I I pulled up yesterday and I and I imagine that Scott's got daughters. They look like maybe you know family teenagers sure. in the background. And he's entering his parents' kitchen. Oh nice. And I'd imagine mom and dad probably eighties and change somewhere in that area, maybe a little bit more. And it shows Scott Rowland with his children behind him. And Scott walks into the kitchen, and his mom looks up from the sink, and it, she's got that look, and he says, I'm in, and boom, hog tears. I'm like, oh, come imagine. on, this is, good. this is good. And then his dad's in the living room, and his dad makes it up to his walker, and his dad's got the walker, and he's rolling behind the couch, and he's like, well, what's going on out here? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of Woke rolling. him up from his nap. And, and there's that hug of the father and the great. son. I mean, I'm like, okay, this, you got me. I'm in. This is... So I'm I'm thrilled. Whether you think Scott Rowland or not or should or not, I'll tell you what, that's golden. Yeah, that's good. That's golden, right? I mean, that's it's beautiful. Tony O got it. You know who's on the ballot next year? No. Joe Maurer. Oh, Joe Maurer? So Inter- this... That's interesting. And for people to think he's going to make it the first ballot... No. This brought up this morning on our no, on, on no, Joe. No. We were talking about that, and and I I paused, and because I was asked, "What do you think of Joe?" First ballot, right? I went, mm, well, well, and, I wouldn't say I wouldn't I wouldn't give it a hundred percent no, but just, I, I I would be surprised. But yeah, I just I I think it's going to take. He's so fringe. Two three yeah. right. I mean two maybe two three times. I am going to say if Scott Rowland is in, though, I think he is. I, I, I think eventually. he, I think he will get in. Yeah, I think he will get in. But I don't, first ballot, no. Coaster. Chris Coast sold his boat, uh, bought a pontoon. Now a pontoon guy. <laughs> Thanks, Chris, for verifying that. By the way, he's a pontoon guy. So you know, you, you graduate from that. You know, is that right. the stage? Going I think the, way the down. kids get to be older, then all of a sudden you figure out the. If you want to pull your kids around, you're going to buy the boat to your kids. That's, right? that's, that's kind of the, the, the cycle of things. So Maurer won an MVP, three batting titles, three gold gloves, five silver sluggers as a catcher. When we look at Maurer's skill set, uh, rarefied air, hit 306 with a 388 on base percentage in his career, even though the power, certainly we're not going to be sitting here talking about you know Johnny Bench uh, with the power. Uh, slugged enough, uh, retired with a 124 OPS plus. Among players who spent at least half their time behind the plate, appeared at least a thousand games. That's 13th all time. 2,123 hits ranks ninth among catchers. 
1,018 runs, 11th, and 428 doubles, 3rd. 143 homers, 923 RBI, ninth among catchers in war, which we're starting to learn. You know, I'm sure you've found out wins above replacement. Right. Um, uh, there, so... The name, we know what he was to the Twins. He was the face of the franchise. He was the picture on the, the, the schedule for the Minnesota Twins. He was the he guy was that... selling dander shampoo. Right. He's the guy that, <laughs> that, that, that was the first man out in his last game and being respected by both dugouts as he went behind home plate. And we all saw that scene. There's, he, he was the guy that you gave a deep contract to, whether maybe at the time you did it, you thought, I don't know, can we afford well, to do this? After 2009, they right. had to do it. You had to do it. Yeah. But when it comes to the grand scheme of things, this will be I know this will be a conversation for a year from now, but I'm just saying he's on the twenty four ballot. And is he a first time Hall of Famer? So you can three five two seven oh that use that for the text club with the twins in town tonight, Jose Miranda and Nick Gordon and Tommy Watkins. You know who else is up next year? Speaking of Chris Coast, Chase Utley. Yeah, I think he's gonna get in. He'll get in. Yeah. But <sighs> Jose Bautista. Nope. Hmm. I, just, I just think he's a jerk, so I'm no, kind of a little biased there. But David Wright. Uh, Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. These names don't pop out of me, but Bartolo, Scott Rowland didn't pop Scott, out of me either. Bartolo Colon. Isn't you know, he still playing? Every <laughs> 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 time I wish the Twins still had him. Yeah, right. right. You know, so so that that when I started thinking about it, that's what we do in in our world, right, guys? We we see the Hall of Famer who's in now. Whoop, that's done before the ceremonies even yeah. happen in July, and we're looking to the following year. Um, and then that's kind of what uh, what came up. Joe Mauer, obviously. I mean, when that name comes up on my sheet, it's like, hmm. Well, he's going to be an interesting study. There's no doubt. It's nope. it's going to. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if he gets in. It's weird because he wasn't disliked by the media, but he wasn't loved because he he wasn't. He wasn't Kirby Puckett. He wasn't chock full of quotes. No, no. not very nice guy. Let I always ask, had an easy t- time talking to him. Right, very but he's, he, he just doesn't give you a lot. It's, oh, he'd be the same guy. How many, how many years does he play first base? Five. Yeah, something I think it was like five that. Five years. Yeah. yeah, easy five probably. An easy. I think he got. I think he got conked in the that fall tip. I think that was 2013, yeah. if I remember right. And I think the last five years were at first base. Uh, struck out once in high school. I think that's the old yes. story, right? It was on a foul tip. <laughs> <laughs> they don't take that into account when you're looking at Major League Baseball. I would have loved but... to have seen him play football. I never got a chance to see him right. play football. Could have gone to where was it, Florida State? Florida State. Yeah, he had a scholarship offer. I asked him once, I said, so do you ever think about that, you know, what could have been there? And he goes, when football season comes around, I think about it. You know, when I, whenever I look at, like, a Florida-Florida <laughs> State matchup and and then Chris Ricks, he, he, he goes and loses four games to Florida. And he, he said, and the, the most arrogant thing I ever heard Joe Maurer say, he goes, I know I went to lost to Florida four times. <laughs> I was like, hey, that a boy, Joe. That was pretty good. Uh, so you have to be able to be around a guy to have him yeah. give you that response. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was uh, five full-time first baseman in five. Starting, in, starting in 14. So five years. So the bigger question here, because we're in that mode the last two days, certainly with baseball, and Derek brought it up yesterday, what should the standard, well, maybe I should say, should there be a standard criteria, but what should the criteria be for the various halls of fame? For baseball, for football, for hockey, you know, so on and so forth. Basketball, you know, LeBron James, obviously going to be a first ballot when he goes. He scored 
four. I watched that last night. Think? He had forty six. Can make it in. <laughs> yeah. Is he not in already? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, they do have to wait. No, I guess so. Forty points. He's now scored against all franchises. Shannon what, Sharp's going to give the induction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it. <laughs> but what? What we know the unwritten and they're not written rules for baseball Hall of Fame. Three thousand three hundred. You know, so on and so forth. Five hundred. 300, 500, 3,000. If you don't know, it's 300 wins, 500 home runs, 3,000 hits. That used to be the the unwritten kind of right. marks. Yeah, we got to make the changes. I say we got to. We're gonna have to. We have to put a lot more people in those now. numbers. Yeah. <laughs> what are the What are the unwritten rules for football Hall of Fame for say quarterbacks? Is there one? No, I think you know championships either mean too much or you know, probably a little bit too much, but, uh, and of course stats, passing yards, touchdowns, that type of thing. I think longevity always helps in football. Okay. I think they actually use the third letter in hall of fame a little bit more than baseball does. Baseball's a little, almost too numbers orientated for me. I think they don't look at intangibles as much as almost too an arrogant. We're not moving off right, this way. Correct. Right. Think, right. Where football's, you can look at a guy like I mean, how do you measure a Randall McDaniel versus a Ron Yeri? You know, you know, I mean, yeah. you have offense, be, right? I mean, I, I, so offensive lineman, defensive lineman, a guy who maybe didn't get as many sacks, but what type of space eater was he in the middle as far as a defensive tackle? Impacts, championships, all those. things You can grade matter. out left tackles right. as far as their protection mm-hmm. schemes and all that, but not to the tune of baseball that has lived on stats. Because I always laughed at the people who didn't think like you know when. They'd say Swan and Stallworth. They're not really Hall of Famers. They just did it. Well, I mean, they're part of the, one of the greatest dynasties in the history of the league that helped kind of plant the seed for well, the NFL overtaking according, baseball. According to Sid, uh, the four Super Bowl losses uh, just killed some of the chances for some of those old Vikings. Well, yeah, I mean, I think I think some of them got Marshall and guys like that. I mean, yeah. and the fact that Sid maybe should have. I mean, I think for a lot of people, they're questioning. You know, you use some tact. <laughs> three of the uh, four purple people leaders are certainly it was questionable why they you know didn't get the t- talked about as much as you know. Let's face it, Ron Yeri was good, but yep. when you think of the Vikings in the seventies, what do you think of? I mean, defense. I don't even want to dance into hockey Hall of Fame, uh, but I'm, that's probably a little bit more numbers and longevity. And probably more too. like baseball. Yeah, I would say than it is football. Yeah, because you I'd don't have many so. goons getting in there. You know. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah, it's, like, it's, defen- it's you know, like like for defensemen and if it's just reputation and, mm-hmm. and yeah, some of that. Yeah, I mean we can go to Steel Curtain, Doomsday, People Eaters. You know, there's groups. Right, <laughs> football is much more of an intangible thing than what baseball yeah. is, and even basketball and hockey probably, just because it's hard to grade linemen, and those guys deserve to get in as much as anyone. But yet, should feel that it's tough to get into these, correct? Yeah, for sure. The, yeah. This should be the ultimate, ultimate order. Yeah. It won't bring up, obviously, PEDs But again, it, it goes back to, right, I mean, that's a whole different thing. Steroid area, do we use the comparative Roger Clemens facing a Barry Bonds? Is that yeah. equal? Yeah. I, mean, I mean, obviously, the, the waters are muddied. I mean, there have been you know, games played in the season. Yeah. Thing, you know, there's a lot of muddy things. As long as the writers are voting, I don't think those guys are getting in. I mean, I think, I think they're getting Pete Rose out of this thing. So Yeah, it's a, it's an intriguing uh, question because, uh, you know, what, what should it take to get into the, the Hall of Fame in various sports? And in baseball, you know, and Joe Maurer comes up next year, boys, and we're going to be talking, you know, Brad's first response our response, you know, it's going to be like a many people going that, eh, I don't know. And there's going to be some that are going to be beating the door down going, are you kidding me? He was the face of the franchise. The guy could fall to bed and hit 300. And what was his lifetime batting average, like 306, 305, 306? 306. Uh, yeah, so it's just over 300. You know, it takes to hit 306 for a lifetime. Well, that's hard. When you've had a career as long as you've yeah. had? 
I mean, that's uh, yeah, I think the one thing where he doesn't get in the first ballot is because un- for his unfortunate injuries, he missed a lot of time in those years mm-hmm. too. You know, and you know, then there's a lot of a lot of what it could have been. I mean, I think if he would have been able to stay behind the plate and do that consistently with those type of numbers, he's first ballot, and we're talking about him right there with bench as far as being the all time greatest. You know guy in the I, lineup as far as I think he's highly I think he's higher regarded maybe outside of Minnesota. Twins fandom sure. than he is um within uh within the uh Dakotas and Minnesota the skepticism maybe that yeah, comes well, from he's somebody. almost like the Kirk Cousins of the Twins to be honest in with you because some ways, yeah, yeah he can he get you over the hump he's kind of just a right just kind of a plain Jane type of guy he was always considered not really a clutch guy fair or not but was Joe I mean, Maurer a leader well, he wasn't really a clubhouse leader. I mean, he was he was a leader by example as far okay. as the work he put in, but he wasn't a, you know, for that time, the early part, it was more Kadir and Tory were kind of the rah-rah with, guys. With a vocal But there wasn't a lot guys. of rah-rah going on with him. If, if, him and Renault were very quiet. but they're, they're If friends. he were, if he was that type of player, do you think it would have enhanced his, in this conversation? Yeah, maybe. Well, I think possibly. I think it's the difference between you know championships and not too. I mean, he he didn't have as much. Po- he like Guardy and all those guys did not have a lot of postseason success, and that does matter too. As a receiver, well, on a scale of one well to ten. And, well, and oh, as a catcher, yeah, he was good. He was very good. Right, six five. And I think the other thing is too is you think about okay, retired in eighteen, they overhauled things in nineteen, they cleared off that salary and. You know, they pushed the right buttons and made the right moves and won 100, 103 games. So, <laughs> right. you know, I mean, not that, the, not that the two are related or should be intertwined, but there's a certain, I think there's a certain faction of Twins fandom that looks at that and goes, hmm, I wonder why. Yep. The, uh, and we'll go to the phone lines at 237-3767. My final question, just as food for thought on that, uh, because what this is, what happens is you break down the position. And do you believe that you should look at the overall body of work as a baseball player and then take in and weight, W-E-I-G-H-T, weight the position and how he scales in the scheme of that position. You know, I could sit here and tell you a story about, you know, how, how Mooring stacks up against Apparatio and some of the shortstop because, okay, overall good ball player, right. but then you go to the position. And I just reeled off where he stands as far as catchers, which is relative, you know, pretty good. So did, did, how much weight should that have? That, that's the thought on Joe Well, Mara. I think, you know, there. It's just a shame that Morey, I think, was just underneath that line so much. Just I think he under should here, have been over. Under here, under here. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it really doesn't make sense if you think about it. Uh, so it, it, good stuff for Hall of Fame. Let's go to the phone line today. Is this uh, Kevin? This is Bud. Bud. Hey, Bud. How you doing? Great, great. Well, first, I, when Derek was talking about Ron Yeri, whenever a big play got called back, it was always holding number 73. Mm. That's how I remember <laughs> Ron Yeri. You and many fans of the purple, yes. Yeah. And but again, Sid liked uh, him, Joe so. Maurer, three batting titles, and all other catchers, I think there may have been one in the National League a long time ago, but I oh. can't remember. Off my, so. Do you put him in, bud? When I said that, do you yeah, say, absolutely. yeah, he's a Hall of Famer? Uh, yep, he is. Yeah. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. Yep. It's just when, you know, how long does he have to wait, I think is the question. Which, by this the way, idea that you got to wait, that, I, I don't understand. Why, well, that's well, my next thought. If you're a Hall of Famer now. in 10 years from now, no, how are you not a Hall of Famer? Corey Provis says that every Friday right. whenever we bring right? this up in baseball this week. Not it's like just, Joe's putting up numbers yeah, this season. I, I, I think Dick, Dick Bramer, who I've been <laughs> talking with today a little bit, it, it, it was just because we're you know lining him up to, him up to do, right. again, uh, Twins Inside coming up on Tuesdays here on the Jack Michael Show. Awesome. Starting February 28th. But, yeah, if. You're a Hall of Famer. Your first ballot. 
or your third belt, why weren't you the first? I mean, if you're a Hall of Famer, you're a Hall of Famer. We got into this. There is a there is something a, about a, a wait first your belt. turn. You know, right. there, there's this wait your turn. But why you have to wait four years instead of two is what I don't get. If you, if, <laughs> right, right. That's that's a little strange. I, I don't get that part either. Yeah. It's, so. it's amazing. Bud, good call today. Yeah, uh, thank okay, you. Uh, appreciate that. Two, three, it's seven. It's almost the reason that you know, like they didn't. Uh, who, who's the big hitter? I'm going blank with the Yankees now. Let's start with the Cubs, where they didn't. You know, he's crushing the ball in spring training and. It's the old thing, thing that the Twins, you know, service time thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Rizzo? Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, Anthony Rizzo. So you're just like, well, you can't go in right away. You know, it's <laughs> like there's some right. service right. time thing for the Hall of Fame that you got to wait. It just doesn't. Yeah, I don't. If uh, you think that he is this year, I mean, it's like, what? It, so Bird had to wait till what, his last ballot, right? And it's like, why? Or or no, it was uh, Morris. I mean, yeah. It's on. never the votee. It's the voter. Yeah. <laughs> It seems like in Major League Baseball. Then if you surpass, you know, first of all, you've got to earn enough votes to stay on the ballot. Then once mm-hmm. you clean the ballot, now, of course, then you got to wait for, you know, committees that, that do it. And then those committees, it's like two or three years once you're going to – I mean, you have time to make it, but you're right. It doesn't make sense of, of the duration of that. Yeah. That's, that's the way uh, we live and, and operate in this. Quick timeout. Come back. Brian Shen around the corner. Not too far from not Twins Caravan tonight. Uh, Going to be a fun night. Jose Miranda and uh, Nick Gordon and Tommy Watkins, your chance at prizes. Those of you that got tickets for that, uh, good for you. We will uh, catch you tonight at the Sanctuary Event Center. Quick timeout. Back with more today. Jack Michael Show at 740 The Fed. Oh, my goodness, Mel Kuyper's round one mock draft is out. How many mock drafts do you think we're going to see between now and the... Too many. <laughs> 327. I used to enjoy that. <laughs> That's right. 327. Remember how that used to be great? Oh, that, it was it was like my thing, and maybe I'm just getting more bitter and I'm, I'm old, older, and I just I'm old enough know. to remember like the NFL draft was like on a Tuesday. It would start like at 7 in the morning. Yeah. I, I, I'd, right. watch, I'd watch like the first five picks before I went to school. Yeah, my buddy, my right. buddy I mean, took really, a day I, off of school and watched it with the year that the Vikings selected DJ Dozier. How well that worked out. <laughs> we got him. Yeah. Yeah, that actually looked like a I, promising pick there for a while. I, uh, I if was, he would have worked out, I was Herschel a, Walker would have never right. happened. I was at DJ's first game. They beat the Lions. Oh, I, nice. I think he scored a couple of short yardage touchdowns. Yeah, he was a great running back for Penn State. Yes, he was. Didn't, uh, quite, work, didn't quite work out. What is out in the National Football League, and, and uh, I'm not gonna, we're not going to press uh, we'll all give our – Responses who we think are going to win the conference uh, championship games, but not, you know, it's only Wednesday, so we got a couple days to let that marinate a little bit. What is on the NFL are the uh, the AP Award finalists. Uh, <clears throat> just uh, I'll throw it out, and uh, what hits you? NFL Most Valuable Player. Here are your finalists. Josh Allen, the Bills, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Justin Jefferson, Patrick Mahomes. We don't have the numbers Ooh. in front of us here, but that's the finalists. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts. And this is voted on before the postseason, right? Uh, Jalen Hurts, Justin Jefferson, Patrick Mahomes. What jumps at you? Those three AFC quarterbacks, that's going to be a tight one. I think they might all cancel each other out. I might lean towards Jalen Hurts. Mm. (laughs) That's a good list. And especially since since Gardner Minshew might have helped Jalen's cause a little bit. That's a good point. Quarterback, 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 wide receiver. I mean, I'd love to. I'd love to see JJ win it. Think, but I don't. I don't think see he's going to get it. Yeah, I don't think so either. I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards Eagles. Have e- been, even though I don't care, I don't care much for him, but uh, for the team anyway. But Jalen Hurts, I think the Eagles have they not? To your point, Brad, 
And as we've sat here going, everything's running through Philly. Philly's the best team in the league. Philly, 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 Philly. Mm-hmm. I mean, that used that was kind of the conversation. But and boy, look, Josh Allen. Does he have the best guys around him compared to the other three? Yeah. I mean, he's got mm-hmm. Goddard, who's a you know, is a beast. Well, tight I mean, end. Goddard and the Heisman Trophy winner from Alabama is pretty salt, well, that's salty. True. I mean, that's he's, true. He's he's uh, I'm going blank on his name right now, but he's they're. He's got some weapons, certainly compared to even what Carson did with all the injuries that they had. So I, I think there is a, a case to be made. He's got something. Boy, Goddard, that touchdown, he banged around and got oh, it. That was, that was pretty well, impressive. Well, look at, look at the tight end. Look at even, even I know the boys lost, but look at the effectiveness. Look at and Schultz wasn't perfect, but look at the usage of, of, of the tight ends. It's certainly with the. Yeah, with, don't Schultz, I think, vastly underrated yeah. Yeah. tight end. You got yourself a, a. Didn't the Cowboys have five different tight ends score a touchdown against the Vikings? Isn't that something like that? I mean, they, they just they <laughs> ate up the in. Vikings. That was, well, speaking of, uh, you know, you think of Goddard in South Dakota State. How about a little bit of the Twins saying, "Oh, okay, hi, national champions." Yep, come on over. Let's uh, go down to Target Field. That I mean, just knowing. That kind of spices things up a little yeah. bit. Well, just thinking, two weekends in September, NDSU is going to be at at the bank right. in Eastern Washington. And now you got SDSU at Target Field. Yeah. Well, I'm sure the Gophers loving that. Or maybe they maybe they maybe they don't care. But. Well, they should care. But they but they're too arrogant. I, I mean, I, right. I mean, cuz nothing really The biggest problem with a lot of the alumni based on there I've said it many times is that there is not much, you know, that they care about West of Maple Grove and it shows but, as far as the the fan base well, and well, the and, average fan base that goes to TCA, you know, is, right. is it, has it changed since it was the dome? The average right. age is probably correct north of sixty. To that point, this is a niche kind of, uh, you know, it's a game. It's a baseball field that houses a football right. game, so it's kind of that niche thing. So when St. Thomas and St. John's were the first college football game to play there, and when was that? Like 2012, 2017? Uh, 17, 17, 17, I think. Yeah, because NDSU and Butler was nineteen, I think. Yes. So this is coming up this year, but it's kind of a niche thing. So this is a yeah, it's it's a win win for uh, it's it's unique. Well, I think the biggest question you're going to have then is I can guarantee you the Bison fans will be watching this closely. How much blue and gold is in the stands, of right? Compared will. to what we brought, be counting bean counters. Yeah, well, burp, burp. and then rightfully so because this has been NDSU's thing. We're going to go yeah. and we're like. You know, like we're like a traveling circus, and we're going to go and bring all our people here. And you know, UND hockey's the same way with That's, this Hall of Fame yep. game, right? So, right. And, and so now, South Dakota State—if they get in the mix—and we saw the crowd that they brought to, uh, you know, you were down, there down to Frisco, which is what was much closer to fifty-fifty than what a lot of us expected. I thought it'd be like two-thirds a third. It was much more like fifty-five, forty-five, and uh, there was a lot of blue and gold. Certainly, a lot of blue in those stands. So. I think this is going to kind of ramp things up a little bit, which is good for FCS football, and I think it's good for NDSU. And then we can kind of squash all this, go play in a bunch of bowl games nobody cares about, yeah. and the day after Christmas. Good for the Jackrabbits, you know. It'll be uh, it'll be a it'll be a nice little time. And you're right, having uh, North Dakota State and Eastern Washington at the bank, and then South Dakota State and uh, Drake at, at at Target Field, pretty good stuff. I think that's a win win for those uh, for the league. For goodness sakes. Uh, you guys didn't mention Patrick Mahomes at all. You know, Kansas City, is there what, their fifth consecutive AFC yes. championship game? Yes, that's right. For him to be in there five or six years is pretty amazing. <laughs> I mean, no. that's, that's good. Uh, your offensive player of the year, uh, the three finalists at the NFL, Jalen Hurts, Justin Jefferson, Patrick Mahomes. That's down to three, offensive player of the year. 
Boy, is so this- Josh Allen can win the MVP, but not the offensive player of the year. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> or Joe Burrow. Right. Or Burrow. Uh, so that's that. Defensive player of the year, Nick Bosa, Chris Jones of the Chiefs, Micah Parsons of the Cowboys. Ooh. Yeah, Mike is looking pretty good. He, is. Boy, Bosa's- he, he, he or Bosa. I, I don't think, think that's recency bias. There. I think Kirk Cousins would agree with that one, the way he <laughs> yeah. was in his grill that whole game. <laughs> um, comeback player of the year in the NFL, down to these three finalists. Yep. Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, 49ers, and Geno Smith of the Seahawks. Boy, that's a tough – that about, might be the toughest one of them. I'm going to go Geno. Are you going Geno? I'm going Geno. Well, well, the fact – I'm on the doorstep there. Yeah. I'm going Geno. Wow. Mm, Barkley, McCaffrey, or Smith. You take – let's go this way. Kind you, of a sentimental vote If you for take Gino. a McCaffrey away from the Niners, yeah. do they still have enough weapons? Uh, well – yeah, but boy, that's a, Debo. But that's that's a, a heck of a come. I know the category is comeback. He's been yeah, dinged, you know, MVP. last two years. You know, it's just it, that's. Uh, I love your reaction, Derek. That's uh, that's a good one. I that's think that's an honest one. one. Coach of the year: Brian Dable, the Giants; Doug Peterson of the Jacksonville Jaguars; or Kyle Shanahan of the San Francisco 49ers. And you can make an argument big time for Shanahan because who he did because of how that team has just not skipped a beat. With his, uh, but Dayball of the Giants, Peterson of the Jaguars. I, I like Dayball. I, I, I don't know if he'll win it. I, boy, I'd say the last month, I'd say that might swing towards Doug Peterson. But do they make the playoffs if they're in it? I mean, they want a, they want a crappy division, right. but I mean, but they, but they but got they want in, it. But they want it. Had a fourth down and, and call they, that could have went awry, but didn't. It yeah. extended a drive, right, to right. get a big so, win. So, I mean, you got to give him that. I mean, I don't know. I, I really like what Dable did with the Giants, even though they got, you know, they got you know, blasted in the playoffs. But I mean, I think he he turned a franchise around that had been pretty lackluster the last right. five six years. So I think that's got to be worth something. Yeah, one of the greatest franchises in the league the last thirty years, and you know they were really stagnant. Yeah, after. I mean, nothing at Shanahan, a great coach, but um, you know, I. I we expected he, them he, to be good, right? Going I mean, he had year. he had more pieces to more pieces to work with, even without Garoppolo right. and even without a handful of guys. Than compared to what Peterson had in Jacksonville or that uh, Dable had with the Giants. By the way, Patrick Mahomes at five thousand two hundred fifty passing yards, forty one touchdowns, received forty nine of fifty votes for the AP First Team All Pro. Hmm. Who didn't vote? Well, I suppose maybe there was a couple other quarterbacks that did amount. Your last one that I'll bring up anyway, and I think this is probably is it a no brainer? The Offensive Rookie of the Year, Garrett Wilson of the Jets, Kenneth Walker of the Seahawks. Or Brock Purdy of the San Francisco 49ers. Or maybe it's not, uh, because we're all purdied up right now. And this yeah, is a great kid. he didn't play very long either. But didn't have his... So, those are some of I the I know Geno Smith, Smith would pick. But... Yeah, Kenneth Walker of the Seahawks. Yeah, that's your a... offensive rookie of the year. I don't know. Wilson, pretty solid for the Jets. He was. Saw Garrett in high school. My gosh, I was watching him play down right. He's from Lake Travis in, in, uh, oh, in Texas. Texas, Texas? Yeah. okay. Yeah, I remember right, Ohio State. Yeah, well, you think about it too. It, it, you know, what they were able to do to be, even be competitive this year. What a mess that was with the different quarterbacks he had to him. Mean, <laughs> that, that whole fiasco. I I heard last night I was someone was going off about so Aaron Rodgers. You know, the trade stuff has talk, been talked about there, mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm this is deja vu all over again. That the Jets might be involved. If you're Aaron Rodgers, 
Why do you want to enter that mess? Are you in an any better situation going from Green Bay to the Jets? I mean, yeah. ask Brett Favre how well that year was. I, I, I don't get it. I mean, to me, if you're not going to – since the Russell Wilson thing is done in Denver, right? Yep. The Raiders are the natural fit there, aren't they? I, I, where else is he going to go if he wants to go closer to the West Coast? I, I, I just can't. We are we are so – we're kind of locked in. And I don't know how much like Tom Brady with – I think he does his podcast. Like Jim Gray is probably yes. on. You know, so yes. he went off and sternly Scratchy. the frustration of uh, – used a cursive word and all that oh kind my. of stuff. You know, it's, it's blah, blah, blah. Because they asked him. And he said, what's your timetable? Well, blankety-blank and this and that and another thing. And then I hear Aaron Rodgers, because all these guys have their – either he goes on the Pat McAfee show or mm-hmm. they have their own podcast. So to Derek's point, uh, Rodgers hasn't made any decision about whether he intends to continue his NFL career in 23. So Aaron Rodgers has a $59.465 million guaranteed if he plays in 23. Part of a three-year $150 million contract extension. Carries a salary cap charge of over 31 mil for next season. So what's the dead cap of – <laughs> and that's what the Packers much, yeah say what are the Packers doing I mean, we know all the Vikings salary cap woes where's Green yeah. Bay at well they're not in a much better position no they're kind of in that that boat with so Rodgers would tell you and I listened to some of it he said look it's not even maybe I've got to make my decision whether I want to play he goes but after that then it's really up to the Green Bay Packers kind of if they if they want to carry that you know and, and all of that he went into that but on top of that, if another team has to carry, you know, there there's a lot to the Rodgers, Rodgers deal. But I did see a tweet out there. Someone that I think it was a national talk show host that may or may not be not the fan that put a picture of Aaron Rodgers in a Jets jersey and it said he just looks unathletic in that, <laughs> and he does. It's just I'm like, oh my god, that's a great tweet. He did. He just didn't look right. To he turns into, point. He turns into Mike White or right. what? He just didn't but look. He quarter, didn't look yeah. right. I mean, the the shuffling of quarterbacks that we've seen, you know, it, it's crazy to me. And I just I'm trying to figure out what's what grass is greener on the other side for Aaron Rodgers with the teams that they have because Green Bay's defense was good. Mm-hmm. He has a running back establishment. He got a re- relationship going with Christian Watson. Yeah, so he might have a game breaker in Watson. Yeah, I, I, I think, he's built I think in some confidence. if you're going to play, I would stay in Green Bay and hope they move some and restructure your contract to help yourselves out so you don't lose a Devontae Adams, right? His quote, again, if, if he says, quote, if they feel like it was the best interest of the team to move forward, Green Bay, again, wouldn't offend me. Wouldn't make me feel like a victim. I wouldn't have an, any animosity towards Green Bay. I love the organization. I love the city. I love the region. I'm a minority owner in the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm going to be part of the region long after I'm done playing. So Rodgers is in this mode of, hey, you know, he's just got to decide whether or not he, he wants to wants play. I don't think he wants to play in Green Bay, so he's stuck. I, I just don't. I don't think he wanted to last year or maybe the year before when the whole thing came about before the draft. I, I, but I think he knows he's kind of stuck, and I think the worst. I mean, if you if you could go back in time, I'm sure the Broncos would have been talking a little bit harder. You know, the worst thing for the Packers last year is I think they would have liked to move on, but then he had to go win the darn MVP and won the division easily. You know, and that mm-hmm. that put him in a spot in that division. You know how in baseball terms, you know, we always reference the Yankees because they're the evil empire, and they, they, the World Series needs the Yankees because you got to have that villain and you have to have that barometer. You could even look in the backyard right now in the Summit League basketball, Oral Roberts men. 
That's the barometer. And the women, South Dakota State's women, that's the barometer. You can look at the Northern Sun Conference and go through. That's the barometer. What's the barometer in the division of the NFC North? Right now? Yeah. Well, I guess and it's the 13 it, and 4 Vikings, but I mean, that was a. Does it feel like it? No. No, that's the thing. So, I, guess I, mean, I, I mean, I you just get this. I mean, who knows? I. You get this, next year, I'm a little bit weird. of fatalism with the Vikings, but I mean, it's, you look at the schedule for next year, and right. who knows who's going to be back and who have, isn't. Have the Packers been that though? In well, for the, sure. right? Oh, the Packers have been that. Absolutely. So now, now jump to the question: If Rodgers is a Packer next year, are they that next year? Well, they should be talked about in the conversation. Okay. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be the Lions, Vikings, and Packers, and and who, you know, mm-hmm. can the Lions make that next step? Can the Packers get back to the, where they were? You know, playing like they did in December, I think, that, that showed that they were legitimate outside of the game against the Lions where they blew it. And are the Vikings going to be more than, you know, let's give our fans a heart attack 11 of the games and win, you know. I just can't see that happening <laughs> yeah, Greg again. Greg Derrick went, no. So, so yeah, I mean, I just, not that. I mean, you were you, bad. I was like, no. We have no idea what that roster is yeah, going to look I like I say that there could be a major, especially on defense, a major overhaul. You don't have a lot of draft picks to, at least as of right now. Just a lot of uncertainty. And it, it, you know, heck, you don't know who's going to be running the defense yet. So, and, may, and uh, maybe I mean, they could go seven and ten, and nobody—I don't think most Viking fans would be that. Sure. No, I mean, I thought they'd go ten and seven at best this year, and they went thirteen and four, and I had no mm-hmm. faith in them at all going into the playoffs. I mean, <laughs> and it Other turned than, out yeah, to be correct. And, so, it, and it was proven right. Yes, I mean, uh, if you'd have told me in August that they were going to go thirteen and four, I'd have been like home field advantage. Oh, uh-huh. let's go. The, the NFC is going to roll through Minnesota, and they get bounced by the Giants. So, yeah, Brad, who's the uh, El Guapo? If I'm using a Three Amigos, <laughs> who's the New York Yankees? Of I was looking at the latest B polls. Where you were last night at Northern Cast, correct? Yes. So the Northern Cast girls are, are pretty strong, but but Central Cast, who who would be the New York Yankees of Class B girls basketball, and Class B boys basketball, in North Dakota? Rugby for girls and like four wins by walking for boys. Well, I don't know. It was kind of kindred there for a while. It was. You know? I mean, I would true. say kindred up until you know maybe this year. I mean, this year it feels a little bit different. But yeah, I mean they they kind of felt they felt like you know when, when Central Cast beat them. Let's see, that would have been two thousand twenty. Um, I mean that felt. I mean that that was a that was a major upset that that shocked the state because nobody saw that coming. Derek, your Barnesville boys beat Crookston eighty eight twenty eight last night. Wow, unbelievable. Just throwing I did not the, realize uh, that. <laughs> so, Barnesville, hey, you win a state football title, and all of a sudden you're just the big dogs all yeah. over the place, right? Well, tell you, that's, that's a, a grind, though, in that oh, section. Oh, oh my yeah, heavens. I would say that if, if you're going to, that's going to be on the boys' side, 8AA is going to be fun because you've got Perham and DGF and Thief River, and Barnesville's not too far behind, neither is Holly. So, it's, I love and it. they don't do subsection anymore. They just seed them 1 through 16. So, that uh, I think that. Puts a little wrinkle into it. Holly beat Breck by Breckenridge by thirty three last night. It's going over something. You can go to seven forty thefancom for more information. Speaking of Perham, our good friend Hunter Pinky will be speaking in Perham. I think coming oh, up really? next month. Yeah, and he's a very moving, emotional uh, speech on that. Good stuff. We come back. At, did you hear, Brad? The boat show is coming. Well, you better climb aboard. It's Thank time you, to climb aboard, isn't it? <laughs> We're going to climb aboard with Brian. I was joking with Brian earlier. If he had a he had a he had a, a daughter that married uh, Justin Guard's son, it'd be the Shin Guard wedding. Hey, Thank no. you very oh, much, man. Brian Shin. Thank coming. you, Jay Leno. <laughs> We're here all hour. We're here <laughs> coming right. up next on Seven Forty right. Fans. We also have our uh, fans' finest coming up oh, here as well. Excellent. We'll get to that very good. And uh, and uh, shout out to Region One.
Bowdoin Marine Product Show. Yes, it's happening at the fabulous Fargo Dome this weekend. Our dear friends, Adel Barry Seneco and Brian Shen, who's in studio today and talking more about that. And even though we, we talk about this, even though I don't own a boat, you know, I don't. Derek's got a pontoon. All this, uh, but the bottom line is, Brian, and good to see you, is that uh, the, the show like this is, is really for everybody. Well, yeah. I mean, we've got the performance boats, the fishing boats, pontoons, whiteboard boats, personal watercraft. And, and the other thing is all the docks and the lifts and all the accessories. It's all right there at the Fargo Dome this weekend. The misconception, I think, when we have big events like this and, and uh, the boat show being one of it's a staple in the region, but it's the Boat and Marine Product Show. So, it, you know, certainly if you're interested in pontoons or boats and all that, but there's another side to this, too. Well, yeah. I mean, you go down to Reed Sporting Goods, and they're going to have all of the, the lures and the tackle that you're going to need, um, the electronics that you, you – know, electronics, I mean, every every year, Jack, these – Electronics just get bigger and better and better and better. And here's a nice thing is Dave Cassana is going to be out there, and he's going to do seminars throughout the weekend. You want to know the times, go to FargoBoatShow.com, and he's going to show you how to use those electronics. And, you know, we're guys. We're going to open it up. We plug it when we start pushing buttons. Okay? <laughs> That's, right. That's right. He's going to show you how to how to use these things. Then you go down to Reed Sporting Goods. You pick up what you need. You're ready for the summer, ready to catch all those fish. Or maybe you just want to do some pontooning. You want to come out there with the family, and, and you're looking for something new nice thing is is inventory is sitting really good this year i was talking to some of the dealers they said we've got boats because they have boats and the inventory is strong rebates and incentives are back so this is the about. time to come out and check it out you know it's funny you know i looked at tom shemansky's forecast coming up and i don't even know if we're going to scratch above zero and people might be thinking why am i even thinking about boats it's january you have a boat show and marine product show in january Right, there's a reason this baby yeah, is in January, right? This is when you come out here, you're able to, we've got all those dealers all under one roof, and they see you walking from, from dealer to dealer, and they know that they got to put out their best deals, and they're going to find out what it is that you want. Maybe you want something special on your boat. They've got all these different features. Here, you can order the boat. Factory reps are going to be there, financing available. You get it all set and ordered now in January, and then come come springtime, they get it delivered, and you're ready for the summer. That's why you got to come out this weekend to the Fargo Dome. It's interesting. We're here smack dab. You know, we can reach out and touch Lakes Country, and there's there's bodies of water all over uh, the northern plains, uh, North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, obviously. And, and, and just to dispel maybe the thought, well, I don't have a cabin. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't own a piece of property out there. Eh. You don't need Not, to. Don't need no. to, right? You have a pontoon. Right. They've got trailers for sale. Oh, and you know, we still got ice on the lake, so uh, we do have some uh, ice ice fishing houses are going to be out there too. So there's just a little bit of everything. Go to Fargo. Boatshow.com, and what you're going to see a list of all the exhibitors. We are sold out of exhibitors, so there's no exhibitor space left. It's sold out, so there's plenty to look at, plenty to do. Here's a nice thing, Jack. It's going to be so bitterly cold this weekend, oh. but it's toasty warm in the Fargo Dome. That's and right. You go in there and you grab you one of an ice cold adult beverage, and you sit on one of those pontoons, and you just close your eyes and you just think about summer. Oh, I got some concessions open. You're kicking oh, back. Yeah. It, it is yeah. a great scene, you know. Uh, Brian Shan and Barry Seneca over the years that have coming through, and, and we've talked about the. Uh, the boat and marine, or the boat show, and the marine product show, and and you know it, it, there is a lot to take in, and I'm I'm just wondering uh, if if uh, you know how you would suggest uh, you know going through the Fargo Dome, or is it just as you just said, simply 
Just go booth by booth, you know, and you know, is there a, is there a plan? Should you have a plan of attack when well, you take there's, it? Well, there's there's a map that you can, when you walk into the Fargo Dome, we'll have maps there of where all the exhibitors are. But again, FargoBoatShow.com, you can see who all's there, find out what it is, and, and sometimes you go around the corner and you see something you weren't expecting to see there. There's always some new products coming out. They're filling the dome up right now, but I tell you, it's it's a lot to take in. That's why you want to go to FargoBoatShow.com. Figure out when the seminars are going to be. Figure out who it is that you want to make sure you see and just walk the dome. Just walk around. You're going to find something you need, something you like, something you love. It's all right there. Yeah, and, and, this and, by, and by the way, you mentioned Dave Cassanda, and, and this is one of those rare opportunities. It's like it's like the Twins Winter Caravan is in town tonight. How many opportunities are you going to get a chance to actually, from me to you away, talk to a Major League Baseball player and ask a question? Well, on, on shows like this, how many opportunities are you going to get a chance to sit there and listen right here to guys like professional anglers like us? Santa, right? Well, yeah, and that's the nice thing is after his seminar, he'll hang around and visit with you one-on-one. You get your time, face-to-face time with him, and then go down to Reed Sporting Goods right down the stairs, and there's all the equipment that you need. Again, fishing lures, wake boats, pontoons, watercraft, everything that you're going to need, the decks and the docks and all the lifts, it's all right there. And this is where you make your big deals. Before we let you roll out, and, and we'll give that website again in a second, Brian Shin with us today on the show. Uh, personal watercraft has, has evolved, not even evolved, just changed over the years from uh, throwing a rope behind with a tube, but now like the personal watercraft. Well, you know, the, yeah, they've added some electronics to it. Uh, they've got sound systems on these things now. Um, they've always, I mean, it seems like every year they're adding something new to make it bigger and better. And dependability, uh, they're so dependable, and these things get out there, and you can have such a good time. Everything you need right there at the Fargo Dome this summer. Come on out and check it out. You owe it to yourself. Uh, Brian, again, it's at the Fargo Dome uh, coming up this weekend. And the easiest way to get information, you've said the uh, the web address, but say it one more time. FargoBoatShow.com. You know, tickets are only $10 for adults. Kids two, uh, 6 to 12 or two fifty. Children 5 and under are free. Pick Print off a dollar off coupon at FargoBoatShow.com. Uh, we sell the tickets right there at the Fargo Dome. Come on out. It's, it's going to be cold outside, but like I said, it's going to be toasty warm in the dome. <laughs> Brian and I go back about three decades or so under radio. Easily, yeah, Great yeah. to see you, pal. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks a lot, man. Brian Shin, uh, always a treat to talk with B. Shin, uh, stopping by, and then you're making a point, uh, taking the boat. A lot to do this weekend. We got uh, Abby Miller down the hall is, is uh, judging a hot dish competition. At the Moorhead Legion. How'd you get one of those gigs? I know. <laughs> Did you see the, could you have signed up for that? I, mean, I would have had I been, have been approached. You think we can just infiltrate it and go over there and just with a spoon and go, well, I'll try this. <laughs> just this, walk this. in with a spoon. What's it? Brad, it's a tater tot. Come on over. <laughs> it's yeah, a collage. Absolutely. Uh, so you got that. Of course, you have the, the strongman, strong woman competition yes, going on. Grounds. The fairgrounds. The butler arena. Then you got the Fargo Boat Show, Rotary Product Show, as Brian just said. So lots to uh, look forward to. You got UND and NDSU and hoops coming up this week. And yes. Covers in action tonight at St. Olaf. The Wolves taking on the. Zion Les Pelicans coming up uh, tonight also, and uh, and we'll have some sound. Uh, Jose Miranda, Nick Gordon, Tommy Watkins, Twins Caravan tonight at the Sanctuary. Stick around. Comment is next on the fan.